it's it's about time we rip the band-aid off and talk about the Sun Devils recent loss and one of the worst losses in recent memory to Fresno State last Saturday on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day, and a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at richiebrads 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. First of all, apologies for the late podcast. There was some stuff going on with uh, some family. Got it all cleared up. No big deal, but took some time away. So we're back. Back to uh, Monday through Friday. Let's go ahead and hop into it. We got a busy week coming up ahead of us, but we got to discuss this loss because it was it was not a great loss. It was a very ugly loss. So let's let's go ahead. We'll break down the good because there is a little bit of good. We'll break down the bad, which is a lot of bad. And then we got some takeaways to go over at the end. So look, with any loss, there's there's gonna be there's going to be some good to take out of it, short of like a 70 to 7 loss, but we've never been on that end of it. Short of something like that, there's not, there's never not something positive to take out of a game. And there, there was a few things here, mainly on the defensive side of the football, really not much on the offensive side of the football to talk about that was positive, but defensively, there was a lot of good from this game. We can start with the pass rush. The Sun Devils got after Mikey Keene six times in this game. Brought him down six times. You had a two-sack performance from Prince Dorba, who currently has the team lead with two and a half, which, for what it's worth, would have been the team lead last year. So <laughs> Prince Dorba has been playing very good football, and he's definitely stepped up while Clayton Smith has uh, been banged up over the first three games. He was suspended for... Um, Pretty much a whole game for a terrible targeting penalty in week one. But in Smith's absence, Dorva has been able to step up and he looks really good. So I still think Clayton Smith's the starter. But man, when you get to rotate Dorva in as like your third guy, you're in a pretty good situation. You also had two sacks coming from Roe Torrance, another sack coming from Shamari Simmons. Like you were able to really dial up some pressure from your secondary. And it's beyond impressive when you are getting just about everybody involved in your pass rush, including the guys in the secondary. And Josiah Cox had a half sack as well. So from your defensive backs, you had three and a half sacks of your six total. So more than half of your sacks were coming from blitzes from the safeties in the corners. Then Mallory, uh, Deshaun Mallory had the final half sack that combined to give you your six total sacks. Pass rush looks really good. Because last week you had three sacks against Southern Utah. You weren't able to get home, but I felt like there was some good pressure dialed up. It wasn't elite, but 
it was there. Bottom line, this this pass rush looks really good. When you consider what they did a season ago, I think they had 17 sacks or something like that. You already have nine. You already have nine sacks just over the last two games. The pressure rate has been there. Everybody's doing their job up front. BJ Green has flourished as a full-time edge rusher. Mallory has looked really good on the interior. You're still waiting for some other guys to uh, start stepping up. Anthony Cooper hasn't been able to play yet. Hopefully when he gets back, he can generate some inside pressure. You're getting depth guys that are doing good stuff like Prince Dorbaugh. Uh, Trey Brown has contributed to the pass rush from the linebackers. The defense backs are doing it. So this is just another game that provides more evidence that you're really starting to get some stuff going in your pass rush. Great news. The defense entirely, though, played a very, very, very strong game. They were able to really limit what Fresno State was able to do. And on the surface, you're going to look at this game and you're going to see that Fresno State had 350 total yards and they were um, they they were just moving the ball consistently and they had almost 40 minutes time of possession. But then you have to remember that the Sun Devils turned the ball over eight times and the Sun Devils continually gave the Bulldogs great field position for them to capitalize and score touchdowns and they didn't. They did not score touchdowns consistently. They only had two touchdowns in this game. They had to kick what's that end up being five field goals, five field goals in a 20 to nothing final score. They had to settle for field goals five different times. And if my memory serves, they did not get a touchdown off of a single turnover, eight turnovers. They did not get a single touchdown. They were settling for field goals because this defense stepped the frick up. They are playing out of their minds. Their hair's on fire. They're flying around the field. The only thing they haven't done is get turnovers. The Sun Devils have yet to record a turnover on the year, which is baffling, honestly, when you consider everything else that they're doing so well. But, man, is this defense doing its job right. Brian Ward was absolutely a perfect hire. I hyped him up all offseason long. This was by far my favorite assistant coach signing. So not including Kenny Dillingham, this this was a move that I was the most excited about. And it is paying its dividends. Now they've got a heck of a stretch coming up with Pac-12 play. You got USC, you got Oregon, UCLA, uh, Utah, Colorado, like Washington. They're, they're playing the gauntlet when it comes to Pac-12 football. We'll see how they end up holding their own. But through three weeks, through all the non-conference play that they had, Man, they've held their own, and they have looked so, so good. And this game against Fresno State was really not any different from what we have seen so far. They're doing really good things right now. They're one of the top teams in the nation against the run at the moment. They are holding guys under four yards per carry in all three games. They're limiting the big plays for the most part. Like, yes, Southern Utah had a handful, but that was just a really weird game in general. They did a good job limiting both Fresno State and Oklahoma State were their big plays? Absolutely. But there wasn't nearly as many as what we would have seen a year ago from this unit. All the change has really paid off for this team. And then the last thing that I want to mention is they did a good job minimizing penalties. Arizona State only committed two penalties on the night. Considering what we've become accustomed to seeing from this team, that's a really good uh, sign of progress moving forward. You just hope that this is a continued process moving forward and not something that is maybe a one-off here.
Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'll tell you guys what, when I was in college, which was a long time ago, I I had to change my major more than once. And it was it was something that kept me up at night. And I know that it was something that was, you know, constantly rolling around in my head. I just was thinking about it all the time. And if you ever find that you're having a difficult time falling asleep as well because your brain won't stop talking or those thoughts in your head are racing before bed in an inopportune moment, then a great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so that you can get your negative thought cycles and find something mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college. All right, guys. Look, I know that we're all big football fans in here, so I got to tell you that you need to check out the college football season. Uh, the excuse me, the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. Locked On goes live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every college football YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insights and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any college YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. I promise it's the best coverage that you're going to find. Back into our conversation now. It's it's time to flip the script and talk about some negatives. And man, are there a lot of them. I could spend a whole podcast talking about the negatives, and I just don't want to do that. I would, I would rather take the focus and just move forward. It starts with the quarterbacks. Oh, my God. They were so bad. The Sun Devils had to roll out three different quarterbacks. Jaden Rashada, terrible news, is going to be out four to six weeks. Undisclosed injury. When, if and when, he returns. Kenny Dillingham said that there is a very realistic possibility that they keep the red shirt open for him and that Rashada would take that red shirt and basically only play a handful of games this year so that he maintains eligibility moving forward. And that is the absolute best thing that they should do for Rashada. Missing half the season in a lost season would stink. It would really stink for Rashada, who deserves every opportunity to prove that he's the guy. And he has looked very, very good. He's also shown those lumps of being a freshman, but he's looked good. In the two games that we got to see him in, we didn't get him in this game against Fresno State, and we missed him. Trenton Morgay comes out, gets injured. Drew Pine comes out, re-aggravates his injury. Jacob Conover comes out, doesn't play well. As a whole for the Sun Devils, they end up completing less than 50% of their passes. For 188 yards, zero touchdowns, and five, count them, five 
interceptions. They were also sacked five times. They also committed, well, they, Drew Pine also committed two fumbles that he lost. It was, it was, it was hard to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. This is, this was one of the worst quarterback performances I've seen pro and collegiately. Like, I've watched the Arizona Cardinals roll some guys out. As a Ravens fan, I've seen Ryan Mallett. I've seen uh, Jimmy Clausen. I've seen Matt Schaub. Like, I have seen bad quarterback play. This takes the cake, dude. This was just a whole other level of terrible. These quarterbacks were just atrocious across the board. And look, maybe it's just one game. Maybe they're just kicking some rust off because Borgay was really solid when he got to play last year. And Drew Pine looked like a great quarterback at Notre Dame. And Jacob Conover, excuse me, was a former four-star quarterback recruit. These guys have talent. These guys have shown that capability, some more than others. Maybe this is just a really rough last second throwing these guys in. Give them some benefit of the doubt. Because otherwise, Bourget was six of eight through the air. He was moving the ball. He was challenging a little deep, nothing too crazy, just typical Trenton Bourget. Maybe, maybe there's still something here. Because you look at, you look at, what Borgay could bring. And you don't hate that possibility. Is he low upside? Yes, but he's a high floor. The bummer is he's got a foot injury and he's going to miss some time. So who knows what's going on there? Because when he left, he had to get helped off the field and he was in a boot with crutches. So he's going to miss some time, which is a bummer. With Drew Pine, he re-aggravated his injury. No distinctive timetable. I would imagine he misses time. Either way. He committed four turnovers in like four drives. It might have been five drives, but it was it was bad. Drew Pine looked really, really bad. And again, maybe it's just kicking some rust off, but yeah, not great. And then Jacob Conover probably had the worst performance. No, I'd still go Pine. But I mean, Conover was barely completing 30% of his passes and he had two interceptions as well. The quarterbacks as a whole were just really, really bad. They weren't able to get anything going with their guys. Elijah Badger, three catches, 26 yards. Xavier Guillory, three catches, 20 yards. Uh, on the ground, they couldn't do anything. Cameron Scadaboo was five carries for 15 yards. Kyson Brown actually led the team with five carries for 23 yards. Like They just could not get anything going. And the biggest reason why is because Fresno State did not respect the quarterback play. And who can blame them when they were playing that the way they did? It was very difficult to watch. Five sacks, seven turnovers between these guys. Like, it was bad. It was really, really bad. But the whole offense as a whole played bad, in fairness. Like, they couldn't get anything going in the ground game. And a, a big reason for that is because the Bulldogs just did not respect the passing game. So they stacked the box against Cameron Scadaboo. And they were missing to Carlos Brooks. And you could tell that they missed him. They just couldn't get anything going. 27 carries, 42 yards. And look, of those 27 carries, six of them were sacks. But it doesn't matter, man. 
they they were not doing anything on the ground. Whether or not you take away those sacks, it was bad. It was really, really bad. The offensive line struggled. I felt they did the best that they could, especially when you consider all the injuries that they're taking right now. They're missing their top two uh, starting tackles. They were thin at guard. They're they're going through some stuff right now on the offensive line. It it was really tough, and they just couldn't get anything going with their pass catchers. It wasn't to the fault of Badger. It wasn't to the fault of Guillory, but they just they weren't able to get those guys involved. Melquan Stavall caught one pass for 31 yards and got injured. Really tough to see. Bryce Pierre looked good. Three catches for 35 yards. Could not get him involved consistently. Nobody on the offense was involved consistently. The offense as a whole was just atrocious. And again, injuries play a part of that. Uh, having to go to your fourth string quarterback is going to be a part of that. But the bottom line is this was just a really bad performance, which led to the massive discrepancy in time of possession for the Sun Devils compared to Fresno State. The Sun Devils possessed the ball for 22 minutes and 54 seconds offensively. Fresno State possessed it for 37 minutes and 6 seconds. That is really about as bad as it's going to get. I can't think of anything worse than a team almost doubling you in time of possession. But yet they only scored 29 because of that defense. This very easily could have been seven, eight possessions of a blowout. And they found a way to not make it that bad. But Nonetheless, this is absolutely a game that you flush down the toilet and you try to move on from as quickly as possible because short of the couple goods that I took out of this game, there were far more negatives, far more negatives to take away from this compared to anything positive that you could possibly take out of this game. It was... It was atrocious all the way around, and there's, man, it was tough. It was a really, really tough performance to try and watch for this team. You really hope that they just find a way to be able to move forward, but yeah, bottom line, there was really just no positives to be taken out of this game. I did my best to scrape them together. Far more negatives here. Again, flush this game to move forward, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done right now. For your game changer of the week, because it's really hard to find one, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, much like our guy, Prince Dorba. He is just able to completely change the game the same way that Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. When you watch Prince Dorba crashing his side of the line and making plays in the backfield with his two snacks, you know that he's a difference maker. The same way that Athletic Brewing Company is that kind of difference maker. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor, that's well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They're great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in a global competition with over 50 styles of craft, non-athletic beers, including IPAs, 
Goldens, Sours, and more. And they're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. And the best part, with it being non-alcoholic, there's no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use promo code Locked On to get 15% off your order. That's code Locked On at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. One more time, wherever you're getting your podcast, like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Time for some takeaways. I got pretty much one massive takeaway here with a few smaller points. And that is, it's a rebuild. Over and over and over and over and over again. Reminder, it's a rebuild. This is a team that is trying to figure its stuff out right now. And there's a lot to figure out between the quarterback situation to the offensive play calling to just a new culture in general. The defense being left out there. The special teams has been quality. You're waiting for... No, I, I won't even put it on the special teams. They're getting good returns. You're making field goals. You do need better production from your punting. Josh Carlson has not been it. There's a lot that needs to be fixed right now. There's a lot of that that's going on with the Sun Devils. The most important thing to remember, though, is this is a rebuild. This is a team that is trying to figure it out. From quarterback to offense, to defense, to coaching, all of it is a massive rebuild, you guys. There's a lot of stuff that's going on here. And it is not going to be an easy fix by any stretch of the imagination. That's the most important takeaway that I can bring for you guys. It is, it's tough to watch. 100% tough to watch. And nobody blames you if you don't watch. I truly mean that. As much as I want to tell you guys, get to the games, turn on your TVs, watch the full 60 minutes of football, I get it. There, there's going to be a lot of you that don't want to do that because it's hard to watch sometimes. I get it. I truly do. I still implore you guys to do it. I still encourage you. Go to the games. Tailgate. Sit at your local bar or sports bar same thing turn on your tvs at home stream it on your phones on your on your tablets whatever i encourage you guys to do that but it's more than understandable if you can't bring yourself to do it we are in the midst of a rebuild and not even a year one rebuild this is year zero this is year zero of this rebuild i don't think they're going to be competitive next year not with what we've seen right now. You really hope so, right? You hope that they can turn it around. Maybe recruiting starts to kick up a notch. Maybe the transfer portal yields some really good guys that you can bring in and get that ball moving a little bit quicker. But the reality here, this is 
a massive, massive rebuild. There's a lot of changes that need to be done. I encourage you more than anything to just find a way to be patient. Whether that's watching the games or not. Whether that's tuning into this podcast so that I can fill you in because you didn't want to watch the games. I'm here for you five days a week, short of something crazy happening. But five days a week, I'm here for you to be able to fill you in on what's going on with the Sun Devils. Tune in, guys. I'm trying to give you a unbiased look of what's going on with this program because I know that a lot of you guys are going to be struggling to want to commit, and it's very understandable. Do your best. Tune into the podcast. I'll give you guys what I got. Find other sources as well. There's plenty of places that can fill you in. But this is year zero of a rebuild. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. There is trouble brewing with the quarterback. We might be seeing a change of offensive philosophy when it comes to play calling. For all we know, Kenny Dillingham could be taking over, which might be a really good thing. I don't know if we win another game this year, but if we do, we're going to celebrate it big time. I don't care if it's against Cal. I don't care if it's against USC. If we get another win this year, we need to celebrate it. So whatever you guys are doing when it comes to supporting the Sun Devils, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Go to the games, watch the games, tune into your favorite podcast, read your articles, whatever it is. Support this team because this rebuild's tough for the fans, for the coaches, for the players. This is tough. Just remember that. Before you tweet these guys, tell them they suck, tell them you're angry. Before you do anything negative towards the team, just remind yourself this is a process and it's a marathon. It's going to take some time, guys. But as always, I I appreciate you guys tuning in. I want to know what you guys think of the Sun Devils after three games. Do you think they're going to win another game this year? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. You can hit me up on Twitter, as always, at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. That's all that I got for you guys. As always, thanks for tuning in. Remember, wherever you're getting your podcast, to hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I will see you guys soon. And our good friend Spencer McLaughlin will be on very soon as well. Till then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun Levels.